Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-back coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. On Wax here on a Wednesday morning. Not going to be all that great a day today, but as we get into Easter weekend, it's going to get nice and maybe by uh, Tuesday, 70. Not going to complain about that, but probably uh, not going to get real warm today or tomorrow. Cloudy and windy today. We'll tell you more about the weather as we go along this morning. Shank of the day, baby. It's chore time. Bob and Jill with you. What's the calf count now at uh, the Welke Land and Cattle Company? We're holding steady at 37. 37. All right. You got them all named? Of course. Oh, good. What's the last few names now? All L's this year. <laughs> um, Lena, Loki, and Lem. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, no Lemu just yet. Oh boy, I'm working on that one. I, but there are. I got some creative names I could give you, but you're not into that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> well, I have 19 heifers and 18 bulls. So oh, good. nice even crop this year. All right, so got the bulls. When are you going to get the bulls all cut? Are you going to save them? We wait till fall. All right, cut them when we wean them. All right, so uh, hopefully the weather is going to get better. If you're going to start calving pretty soon. Looks like over the weekend into next week, uh, weather get a little bit better, depending on the uh, housing availability you have for those animals. Otherwise, elections yesterday, it looked like I didn't hear the vote total. How many percentage of Wisconsinites turned out? Did you hear that? They said it was a higher percentage, but I didn't hear. I was number 55 <laughs> in the township. <laughs> well, that's good. At least 55 got out and voted, but uh, again... Hopefully it was, I voted early, I had drive-through voting in Eau Claire, that's, uh, that's slick and easy, so I voted uh, two, three weeks ago, but uh, again, if you got out and voted, congratulations and thank you for participating, whether you like the results or not, that's what elections are all about, so we move forward, but uh, I think we're all happy, the Brewers and the Bucks, the Brewers won again, they beat the Mets 9 to nothing last night. Wow, that's 19 to nothing in the last two games against the Mets. And Mets had one of the best pitchers in baseball going last night, Max Scherzer. And 
they touched him up for quite a few home runs, three in a row. So the Brewers are playing pretty darn good baseball, but it's early. But those are wins now that hopefully you won't have to get later in the season. The Bucks one game away from uh, clinching the Eastern Division of the NBA as we get closer to the playoffs. So lots going on. You know, you got to take a look at all kinds. And Brent Wink will be in Friday, Good Friday. Brent will be in in our Winfield United program, planting, growing, and a harvesting season. Brent will be in to get us started on some preseason talk, and I'm sure he's excited that the, the weather forecast for the weekend and in the next week is warming up. Lots of moisture to deal with as far as the, well, it's, it's muddy out there. There's no getting around that. And uh, Cavs not having any problem dealing with the mud? No, they've got a little bit of age on them, so they seem to be moving around pretty good. Um, and I walked through my pasture, and I kept both my boots on today, last oh, night. Oh, good. They didn't get sucked off in the mud. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. That's a good thing. All right, we got about four minutes before 5 o'clock. We'll update that weather forecast, and then we'll get into it hot and heavy here at Wax. I can tell you it's 37 degrees right now. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Today it's going to be cloudy and windy out there. Uh, just in the low 40s for high. Down into the 20s overnight. Tomorrow, we might not get 40 degrees. Partly cloudy as we're going to have that uh, cold front there. But gradually, as we move along, the front from the west and southwest is going to be making its way through our area. So... Oh, about 50 on Friday, then on the 60s over the weekend, about 69 on Monday, and maybe about 70, low 70s on Tuesday. Mike Dandry will tell us more about that. 37 degrees, maybe about 44 today. That's it, and windy today, too, so put your cap on lock. Minute after 5, this is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire News Time. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Former President Donald Trump is officially a criminal defendant. Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 felony counts of falsifying business records in connection with concealing hush money payments. Attorney Joe Tacopina says charges wouldn't have been brought unless the person was named Trump. Normally in an indictment you have alleged facts, so they said that this was a false business record entry to agent bet another crime without saying what the other crime was. Trump entered the plea before a judge in Lower Manhattan, becoming the first former president to be arraigned on criminal charges. Liberals are gaining control of Wisconsin Supreme Court for the first time in 15 years. On Tuesday, Janet Protasiewicz defeated conservative Dan Kelly and won a seat on the state Supreme Court. Protasiewicz's victory gives the court a liberal majority to determine the future of pivotal issues in the state, like abortion and voting rights. Protasiewicz was elected to a 10-year term. This Supreme Court election was the most expensive in U.S. history. The number of job openings fell below 10 million in February, the first time in nearly two years. The Labor Department says there were 9.9 million available positions for the month. Economists say it's a sign the Federal Reserve's campaign to raise rates and slow the labor market to curb inflation is having an effect. The reading reflects a drop of 600.
632,000 from January's downwardly revised figure. President Biden has extended the invitation to the national champion UConn men's basketball team to visit the White House. The official invitation was extended Tuesday, one day after UConn won the national title. You're listening to NBC News Radio. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the weather is warming up, just not today. Today about, or tomorrow actually for that matter. Today about 44, cloudy, and it will be windy today. We'll get out of the 20s overnight tomorrow. Oh, 40 might be uh, about as good as it gets, partly cloudy. Then on the weekend, it's going to get better. Low 50s on Friday, 60s on Saturday and Sunday, maybe 70 by Tuesday. Yeah, it's warming up. About time. 35 at Rice Lake, Wausau, Marshfield, and Green Bay. 33 in Medford, La Crosse, 43. Madison also at 43. Milwaukee at 44. Viroqua is 54 this morning, and we got a ways to go to get that, and we're not going to do that today. It's 37 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, let's get at some numbers brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance, and that means the markets. Joe, the livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 163 to 172 with mixed at a dollar to a dollar 63. Choice fed beef heifers are 164 to 175 with mixed at a dollar to a dollar 63. Choice fed Holstein steers are 136 to 147 with select and silage fed steers 97 to 135. Cows are 78 to 110. Bulls are 96 to 118. Butcher hogs are 38 to 67 with sows at 30 to 42. Boars are 13 to 15, and new crop market lambs are 125 to 150 with a top of 170. Feeder lambs are 130 to 230. Ewes are 80 to 97. Small goats are 15 to 205. Medium goats are 125 to 205 dollars. Large goats are 155 to 425 dollars, and nanny goats are 25 to 210 dollars. At the Mercantile Exchange, livestock futures lower across the board. April live cattle one sixty seven sixty down fifty two. June one sixty twenty two down a dollar. August cattle one fifty nine seventy seven down ninety seven. October one sixty four seventeen down ninety five. Feeder cattle for April down a dollar one ninety seven ninety five. May down eighty seven at two oh two twenty seven. August feeder cattle down a dollar twenty at two nineteen fifty. September down eighty two at two twenty two sixty. And October feeder cattle. Down forty-two cents to twenty-four sixty-seven. Lean hog carcass contracts. April down two thirty at seventy-two twenty-two. May at eighty-two seventeen down two twenty. June down a dollar eighty-five at eighty-nine fifty-seven. And July down one fifty-seven at ninety-two seventy-five. Board of trade was lower yesterday. It wasn't a good day in the market. We were down across the board. No new news really to make the prices go higher down in the day trade and pretty much the same story overnight. July corn down three to four cents overnight at six twenty four a bushel this morning. Oats down a penny at three thirty nine. Wheat down twelve at six ninety one. July soybeans down seven at fourteen seventy five. Meal down four ninety a ton at four hundred forty eight dollars and twenty cents. Barrel cheese down three quarters at one seventy nine and a quarter. The blocks I take it back did go up a cent and a half, one eighty one and a half butter down two and a quarter at two thirty two and three quarters. April class three down fifteen at eighteen sixty four. 
May down 20 at 1816, June down a nickel at 1836, July down 2, 1879, and August down 4 at 1924. So that's where we are this morning. That's the way the markets look. We're nine and a half minutes after 5 o'clock at Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Brad Matson joins us this morning on our Provision Partners Co-op program. And uh, Brad, got enough mud, enough moisture in your area? And we're only April 5th, so I mean, nothing to panic about. But it's plenty moist right now, isn't it? Yeah, the mud meter is, is is sitting on full here today, so that's a good thing. And, and uh, we can't get into the planting season till we go through mud season, so uh, we're we're in the proper stage at this time of year. All right, so we're right on schedule. Hey, we're going to plant corn, we're going to plant beans, and of course, always looking for ways to increase our bean yields, which we have done. But uh, there are some things to look at here a little closer nodulization in the beans what's that all about and how can we take a look and uh, improve that well you know there's a lot of everybody's looking how do i how do i move from 40 bushel beans to some of these higher yields the hundreds the 100 plus bushel beans that we're starting to see more and more out and uh soybeans are you know that august rains are really important but you also have to set that plant up way ahead of time and soybeans are really probably of all the crops that we plant around here the most nitrogen loving plant out there so you know on average we figure about five pounds of nitrogen per bushel so if you're trying to grow 60 bushel beans you've got to have about 300 pounds of nitrogen the range is actually three to ten pounds so that could be you know four to five hundred pounds that you need to to grow those super high yielding soybeans out there and we're relying on on a symbiotic relationship with that rhizobium bacteria for the nodules in our plant root. And so if you're going to try to move to that higher uh, plant yield, you've got to make sure those those things are working for you so you can economically produce enough nitrogen to produce the yield that you're trying to get. And there's a few key points that you have to manage to manage that nitrogen, our nodule population. One is pH. you got to have a pH, you know, recommendation of 6.3, but we're seeing 6.6 to 6.8 is is, uh, the best place to be if you're going to try to increase your nodule population. That's uh, because that's where molybdenum becomes available at those higher levels. The other thing you got to have is uh, oxygen in the soil. So if you've got a tight, a compacted soil, you're not going to have as much pore space in that soil. Nodules aren't going to be... um, able to get the oxygen they need to get the nitrogen out of the air for the plants and you'll see that characterized by if your nodules are all in the one or top one inch or two inches of the soil uh, you need to figure out how to how do i get more pore space in there to get more nodules down deeper those types of things another big one uh, on the hit list is sulfur fertilization there's a lot of studies out there especially in the earlier planted soybeans where sulfur fertilization is really critical has been shown to Maybe not so much as uh, increase the amount of nodules, but it increases the size of nodules. And if you're in a no-till or a sandy soil, they've been seeing, you know, response to sulfur applications of 10 to 15 bushels per acre on, on those sandy soils or no-till. And even on the heavier ground where we don't get too excited, four to six bushels. So those are kind of the, the hit list to... Uh, how do I make my nodules work for me better to, to give me those higher yielding soybeans? Can we use our past history of uh, soybean growing 
to increase uh, that nodulization there, or what uh, pre-planning steps do we need to take? The tissue test is a big one. You want to take it early because if you're going to see a response from sulfur, it's got to be out there early. So if you're out there when those beans are relatively small, you can still come in there with an application of sulfur if that's going to be the case. And then it's during the season, digging up those plant roots. You know, once you're planted, you're pretty well committed. But, you know, looking at those plant roots, where are the nodules, how many nodules do you have, where are they located, and that's going to help you better come up with a plan for the next year's crop. So managing those types of things, looking at this crop, testing early is going to give you some key indications on how those nodules are performing. Looking and cutting open those nodules, are they bright pink? Are they working really, really good for you if they're not? understanding what the cause is so you can make some corrections to your program as you go further. And again, Brad Matson, Thanks, Brad. And uh, have a good Easter. Brad Matson, lead agronomist on our Provision Partners Co-op program. And speaking of growing soybeans, I'll go back to the Corn Soy Expo. I sat in on the soybean meeting again, guys and gals. You grow soybeans. No winner in this section right across central Wisconsin from right across this belt from Pierce County, across Eau Claire, Clark County, all the way over to Green Bay. Nobody entered. And that means $1,000 didn't get handed out or 500 whatever it is. You'd have grown five bushels of soybeans, two bushels of soybeans, and he entered. You'd have won the contest. So, again, seed dealers out there and farmers, talk to your seed dealers right now about, hey, how do I get in that soybean yield contest in the state? Because uh, 99% of the time, uh, they'll pay for your entry fee, and uh, you get to get out of the Dells and uh, pick up your check. But uh, think about it. It's a ways off because it's not until uh, next February. we got to grow the beans first. But, again, money left on the table, and we can't afford that. 16 minutes after 5 here at Wax, we've got some news to take a look at here on Wax. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get some of that news brought to you by Chili Implement over in Chile. And, Joe, what's going on? In most of the country, field work is not really happening yet because of the early spring weather. But in some southern states, planting is well underway. The first USDA crop progress report of the season shows 2% of the corn crop is in, with Texas farmers already having 57% of their crop in, which is slightly ahead of normal. Otherwise, it's mostly just a winter wheat update that shows the crop now rated at 28% good to excellent with the crop in Kansas, our top wheat producing state, rated just 16% good to excellent. Here in Wisconsin, our winter wheat is rated 57% good to excellent. Our topsoil moisture is rated 100% adequate to surplus this week. I just made the comment that my sump pump has really been working out this week too. And last Friday's USDA grain stocks report showed Wisconsin corn and soybean stocks are both down from a year ago. Corn stocks were at 314 million bushels on March 1st, with 49% of those stocks in on-farm bins. Our soybean stocks were at 52.7 million bushels, down 4% from a year ago, with 27% of that supply being stored on the farm. Yeah, not a bad business to be in. The grain business, uh, grain bin business right now, because a lot of farmers are holding that. Some of that grain coming out to pay the bills for this spring. So again, uh, spring progress in the fields, not happening very much as of yet. 
even getting muddy to spread manure. You don't want to get out there and not get back. <laughs> it's a it's a wet area out there in the field. So uh, again, be careful. But it's getting better, as we said, by first part of next week, maybe seventy degrees. That's a good thing. Coming up, avian influenza alert. What's going on? We're going to hear from our state veterinarian, Doctor Conkle, all about avian influenza as we get into the spring of the year, and all those wild birds are flying back. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. The highly pathogenic avian influenza continues to threaten poultry across the United States. Here in Wisconsin, spring actually brings an increased risk of infection to all flocks. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Dr. Darlene Conkle joins me in studio. She's the Wisconsin State Veterinarian, and she's got details for us on how to protect our flocks from the avian flu. Dr. Conkle, can you start by explaining why spring is a critical time for this virus? Um, Well, this virus came into North America last year, uh, early in 2022, and we've been really dealing with that ever since. But high periods of waterfowl migration make the risk a little higher because the birds that could be carrying the virus are now uh, in southern parts of the United States and in South America. And some of those waterfowl, many of those waterfowl will be moving up through our state in the coming weeks. So there's just a higher probability that there might be more virus out there um, while there's lots of birds migrating through. So spring and fall, basically. How prevalent is the avian flu across Wisconsin? I mean, has it died down? Are, are we still seeing it in lots of counties? Right now, we haven't seen any cases in um, domestic poultry since last fall. Been some wild bird detections here and there, but we did have a lull over over winter where we didn't see any cases in domestic poultry. Saw it elsewhere in the United States, in some other states popping up here and there. So we know that virus is still around at low levels. So what is that telling us then? Is it dying down or or is DATCAP, for example, expecting a hike in cases? We're expecting a hike in cases come spring because we know this virus is still out there. We know the birds in the southern U.S. and South America that there's been detections right along. So we do expect to see more. And that's why we're just encouraging people to be aware of it, not to be afraid, but to be aware of it and to practice good biosecurity even though it might be out there in the environment, to keep it out of their flocks. Are all flocks at risk? And what I mean by this is, does it matter the size or the style of how you're raising poultry? The size really doesn't matter. No matter how big the flock is or how small, those birds are still susceptible. Really, all birds are susceptible to this highly pathogenic avian influenza virus. So chickens, turkeys, waterfowl, guinea hens, um, a variety of birds. So the size really doesn't matter, but... Some uh, management practices might matter. So, for instance, if the birds are kept indoors and anybody caring for those birds follows really strict biosecurity practices, the risk would be less. And by that, I mean for a big commercial flock, they could go as far as having employees shower in and shower out and completely change clothes. For people with smaller flocks, that's probably not practical, but there are still a lot of things people can do. For instance, keeping birds indoors is ideal on uh, a barn or or garage so that they're not in contact with wild birds or their droppings out in the environment. 
And then also simple things like washing your hands before you contact your birds or feed or care for your birds, using dedicated clothing, um, different boots that you can disinfect before you go in to, to care for your birds. And if you're getting any new birds, keeping those separate from the flock you already have so you can observe them for any signs of illness. We've got more information on the DATCAP website as well, some tips and handouts that people can take a look at for good biosecurity practices. Is there anything else that large producers should be aware of when it comes to biosecurity at this time of year? Really what large producers want to think about, one is employees to make sure everybody's trained um, and everybody knows the, the rules and the policies for that particular farm as far as whether they need to shower, change clothes, wear dedicated clothes, you know, to really follow the policies laid out by the farm. Lots of large commercial farms also will tell employees they may not be able to have their own chickens for that risk of bringing uh, a virus into the large commercial operation. So those are things that large commercial flocks may want to think about. The other thing they will want to think about is kind of protecting their borders to try to keep that line of separation between the outside world and their flock that they want to protect. So discouraging waterfowl from being on the property, cleaning up any water supplies or things like that to not attract wild waterfowl to a property is one thing to consider too. We think of it as even having a having a barrier or a moat around your flock. And as you said, this information is on the Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protections website. Mm-hmm. Are there other key resources that you encourage people to look to? I don't know if like USDA has has something or a poultry association. Mm-hmm. Those are good sources too. And DACAP has links to that information on our website too. So our High Path Avian Influenza page on the web, the uh, DACAP website is a great place to go for for all that information. We've got information from USDA, which is a great source, and also some handouts for, for poultry owners as well. Also, people can check back periodically and just see what the situation is as spring moves along to see if we're detecting cases, to see if we have control areas set up, and so forth. Whenever there is a, an outbreak like this, usually the state is reminding folks to register their birds through the Wisconsin Livestock Identification Consortium, not just birds, any livestock. Can you explain, Dr. Conkel, why that's important? The Wisconsin Livestock Premises Registration System has just been a huge advantage for us over the years. Anybody with livestock, and that includes poultry, then your common species of livestock like um, cattle, sheep, goats, pigs, horses, llamas, deer, People with really just one animal of those species would need to register their premises. And we just ask for location information and contact information for who to contact. We don't ask for numbers of animals, but it really gives us a heads up on responding to any detections of disease. And it also gives us a way to contact other people with livestock or susceptible species around the surrounding area. So it's been a huge advantage for us, saves us a lot of time in our response, and it's free. And it's easy to get your premises registered. And it's confidential. Yes, it is. And can you register your animals at any time? Yes, you can. Any time of the year, if you're getting chickens now for spring or uh, if your kids are getting an animal for 4-H, any time you can either call or email WLIC and, and get your premises registered. We have what we call a renewal period every three years for premises that are already registered. People need to re-register every three years, basically just updating their contact information and information on the kinds of species they have. So in 2022, that was a renewal year for us. So we have more of a bigger push during those renewal years, but really it's active all the time. 
Before I let you go, Dr. Conkle, I do want to ask you if maybe some of the the butterfly effect of avian influenza, and maybe you get this a lot, are we still seeing an impact on poultry and egg production because of the avian flu? We'll see periodic impacts, and it just depends on how many large flocks become infected. Right now, the impact around the Midwest has been pretty minimal over the last few months and over winter. So I don't expect that there's a lot of um, impact on egg production or poultry production right now. And it'll just depend on how, how the year progresses. And again, that's Dr. Darlene Conkle. She is our state veterinarian visiting with uh, our Stephanie Hoff. Advice on protecting those flocks. And again, it's springtime. Those wild birds are flying back from uh, their winter vacation spots. And, again, if you've got a small enough flock and you can keep them in while those birds do go through to their northern nesting grounds or wherever they're headed, it would be better off. But, again, sometimes that's not possible. But be on the lookout. Those the wild birds are basically the carriers of avian influenza. 29 minutes after 5, weather warming up. Not today, though. We'll find out about the markets if they're heating up at all. Rocky's going to join us next from um, the Premier Livestock Sale Barn over there in Withy. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And let's get to the markets over there at Premier Livestock in Withy. Rocky Olson joins us. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. Well, what kind of stuff did you have falling from the sky yesterday over there in your part of the world? Lots of rain coming sideways, but we're glad it wasn't snow. That would have made for a pretty messy event last night. Boy, that's for sure. But uh, windy again today, but I don't think we have to worry about rain or sleet or any of that stuff falling. But uh, again, hang on a couple days. Next week, 60s and 70s. What do you think of that? I'm looking forward to that. I think most people are, that's for sure. But in the meantime, we got to look at what's been going on in the markets here the first couple of days of the week. What's going on at Premier? Uh, thank you, Bob. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, yesterday's special feeder cattle auction shaped up here at Premier. Uh, we did sell 1,160 head of feeder cattle. Market was very strong, but not quite the highs we seen uh, two weeks ago special. Uh, most of the beef feeders... <clears throat> brought 160 to 235 most of the Holstein steers brought 110 to 159 bred beef cows so mostly 1200 to 1750 uh, did see a top at 1900 seen beef breeding bulls up to 1875 uh, next special feeder cattle auction will be April 18th today Wednesday we got our dairy cattle auction We're expecting 250 to 300 head of dairy cattle uh, do have uh, three complete herd dispersals today we got herd number ones 100 Holstein parlor freestall cows 83-pound average on test. They're coming from Boonster Dairy. Uh, we got two tie stall herds. One herd's a tie stall herd, but they're parlor milk. They got a 75-pound average uh, high component herd as well. Plus another herd of Holstein's all-bred Angus. Many loads of top parlor freestall cows also have a nice uh, registered Holstein bull big enough for cows. Full listing uh, with details at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Just a reminder, if you're bringing dairy cattle, try to have them at the barn no later than 10 o'clock a.m. for preg checks. Questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Reminder, uh, we are having our special sheep and goat holiday sale tomorrow. Uh, we have special hours. Uh, we really encourage you to bring them in tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. Otherwise, tomorrow morning, they got to be in by 9 o'clock a.m. So that's the way things are shaping up, Bob. You got that sheep and goat sale 
early enough so you can handle the Easter market out east. I would imagine uh, they're looking for that kind of stuff for the Easter uh, weekend. You bet, you bet. No, they uh, they tell us when to buy them, and that's when we have sales. So, oh, really? Yep. They, they're that, yep. they're on top of it, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. They say we need a sale this date, this date, and this date. We say okay. So, so who the where are the buyers? The buyers come in there and actually sit at the barn. No, there's there's bigger buyers that are yeah. buying for all the ethnic market markets. So, can you feel the need? I know you got a bunch of them. Yeah, right? yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't doubt we got eight hundred thousand. Really? Yep. Well, that's good. And they got all the machinery off the lot from the sale here a week or two ago. It, hey, they're doing better, but not quite. But we <laughs> we got we got equipment coming in for the next one. So. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! You got to have people hired just to handle equipment, not only livestock. Yeah. It's pretty much a full-time job for a few people. Well, that's so. a, well, keeping them employed. Thanks, Rocky. Talk to you in the morning. Have a great one. There he goes. That's Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area as we take a look at the markets. We're going to take a look at our weather, too. Mike Dandry is going to join us and tell us about uh, what's going on next week. Warmer weather is in the forecast as we look at our weather on WAX. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And Christensen Sales bringing us our look at the weather this morning. Mike Dandry is over in Skywarren 13 in the weather room. Finally, Mike. Finally. (laughs) I'm hearing you say some things that I like to hear. Yeah. Not for today, but for four or five days out. Right, yeah, next week this time it is, I won't be needing this uh, heavy jacket anymore, but uh, Bob, now I gotta ask, the frog in your throat, did we did we get it all taken care of? We got her all taken care of, boy, that's frustrating, isn't it, when you get mm-hmm. on yeah, on TV, on the radio, like I said, you can hit a button and cough, but uh, mm-hmm. you get on TV, it's hard to do that. Yeah, you're preaching to the choir on that one, and the worst, I wear contacts, so it's mm-hmm. also awful when, like, I get something in my contacts where they dry up, and I'm trying to do, like, a weather report, and then it's like my vision so blurry and i'm just you know <laughs> kind of guessing where i'm pointing. I was gonna say well just do what you always do just guess oh, <laughs> oh man oh boy but anyway uh weather a little well, i won't say nasty but a little uh not the best the next day or so but after that it's gonna be okay right yeah so this morning we're dealing with that cold front that'll be moving through and well right now actually it has prompted some stronger storms towards the southern part of the state and actually a severe thunderstorm warnings in effect for dane county so uh, if you have any family or friends in madison just let them know hey they want to pull their cars in most likely because there's been some quarter-sized hail associated with those storms but for us we're expecting maybe just a little bit of drizzle a little bit of a foggy start but otherwise winds start to pick up later this morning and they could be anywhere from 20 to 25 miles per hour into the afternoon they'll be out of the west and some of the rural areas could gust anywhere near 40 miles per hour temperatures expect to drop throughout the day as we'll get into about the mid-30s by the mid-afternoon and later on tonight eventually bottoming out into the mid-20s under a mostly cloudy sky those clouds clear out through tomorrow we'll have a mostly sunny sky and temperatures into the upper 30s and low 40s, but a cold night tomorrow night, mainly clear, upper teens and low 20s, but then Friday starts that warming trend, more sunshine, upper 40s, and Easter weekend shaping up to look like a good one, getting into the upper 50s with a partly sunny sky on Saturday. Sunday may bring us just a slight chance at a little bit of rain into the afternoon, but otherwise partly to mostly sunny with highs into the low to even mid-60s. Monday into the upper 60s as well, and get this, Bob, Tuesday, 
Looking like we can have a sunny day with temperatures into the low 70s. Oh, time to get the convertible out. <laughs> I think so, too. Just uh, Ellie mentioned maybe going to the beach, and I said maybe not a, a great idea for that just yet because the water is still going to be really cold. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm not going to the beach, but... Uh, Take out that convertible, though. convertible out, that's for sure. You uh, bet. Good to hear. All right, we'll get through the next couple of days, and we'll be squared away. Yes, we will. All right, thanks, Mike. You bet. Mike Dandry over there at Skywarn 13 looking at our weather brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. And uh, we're going to move over to the newsroom now from the weather room to the newsroom. We get around in the farm department, that's for sure. Morgan McCarthy is with us uh, in the newsroom. Well, I suppose uh, you were up following the election returns uh, last night. I was surprised. I thought the Supreme Court... battle would be closer not at all that yeah. wasn't yeah that wasn't close at all and in fact that we can start there coming out of that election booth and taking a peek at some of our local results as well but as bob said on the state level we can tell you that that was a pretty handy win for janet pro to say what's in the end wisconsin's most watched and most expensive supreme court race ever wasn't even close liberal judge janet pro to say what's easily won a term on the court beating former justice dan kelly by 11 points no love lost is the defeated conservative state supreme court candidate dan kelly fell short of what you might call conciliatory remarks in his speech Tuesday night. My opponent is a serial liar. She's disregarded judicial ethics. She's demeaned the judiciary with her behavior. Mm -hmm. And this is the future that we have to look forward to in Wisconsin. Now, Janet, Janet Protasiewicz's win gives liberals a 4-3 majority vote on the court, and she'll begin a 10-year term in August. Closer to us, Eau Claire School Board isn't changing much after last night's election. Meanwhile, two-thirds of voters in Eau Claire County want Wisconsin's abortion law changed. Nearly 66% of voters yesterday voted for an advisory referendum. That's just the advisory, though, so it wouldn't change the law. Meanwhile, voters in Altoona go thumbs down, voting no to the local school's $26 million referendum there. The question narrowly failed, and on the state level, Wisconsin's bail system is changing. Nearly 70% of voters in the state last night approved two constitutional amendments that will give judges more power to keep people in jail. You can find that full link of election results online, 715newsroom.com, and that will take you right to our partners and those full updated results as they continue to come in from some parts of the state. WEAU 13 News. Looking into other headlines, we stretch the lands and move away from the political stage. Polk County season update. New charges in a 2017 baby's death as prosecutors in that county last week filed first-degree reckless homicide charges against Giwe Bramin. Investigators say he was babysitting a seven-month-old girl back in 2017 when she was severely injured. The little girl died of blunt force trauma. Prosecutors initially charged him in 2019 with neglecting a child, but later dropped those charges. The new charges are more serious. And ahead of Easter, just a heads up, if you're looking for a community connection, Hope Gospel is planning their Easter meal. That's a community option. It'll be Saturday from 1130 to 1. It's a free community event. And if you like those cheesy potatoes, veggies, dinner rolls, and a dessert, you can plan on that in addition to ham. And more details on that, 715newsroom.com. But we send it back to the original ham in the barn. It's Bob Bosel, Joe Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Wow, that guy didn't mince words how he thought, that Kelly. And that was one of the friendlier bites that we were able to get our hands on. Yeah, there was a no love loss last night and not what you might call a diplomatic concession, that's for sure. Boy, but I'll tell you, these uh, political ads on TV, I mean, when you go back to Johnson and uh, 
Mandela Barnes for the Senate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were ruthless ads there, too. Absolutely. I think a lot of people are glad to see a break from those or reprieve yeah. for a while. And like I, I would just want to say, too, a lot of poll workers out working those long days yesterday, and thank you to them. As a sister of a town clerk, I can tell you it's a stressful time in the week for them when it comes around every few years. And thank you to uh, the people that volunteer their time at the election polls. We do appreciate that. I wonder how, I didn't hear the number, how a lot of people turned out. Uh, it was there. Right now, we're still waiting on some of the results. Okay. Milwaukee County and some of those races. Yeah. I haven't still called it for okay. sure. So the percentage hasn't been confirmed yet, but higher than uh, usual spring turnout for sure. That Supreme Court race brought quite a few people into the booth. Ah, that's for sure. A lot of them. So it's good for people to get out and vote. So turn away crowds in Boyceville, I'm sure. Yes, and those uh, town clerks get a little more sleep tonight. Yeah, and they deserve it. That's <laughs> Absolutely. For sure. Maybe a beer to put you to sleep, too. Uh, the, well, in that case, maybe I could be a clerk. <laughs> After all, right? <laughs> Not a bad idea. See you later. You bet, Bob. Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom this morning. We're 18 minutes before 5 o'clock, or before 6 o'clock. We've got uh, about 37 degrees right now, and we're not going to warm up a whole lot. Kind of a cloudy and windy day today. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We've got markets coming up. We'll go to Altoona. We'll still got to get over to Stratford, see if Jerry Fitzgerald has recovered from uh, his day yesterday at the polls. But in the meantime, we got some more farm news. What else is going on, Jill? Well, the prices for most of the major farm commodities produced in the state were a little higher this past February. Corn averaged $6.34 a bushel, up 14 cents from January, and a half dollar more than last February. Soybeans brought $14.80 a bushel in March, 70 cents above the January price, and a dime more than last February. The February oat price averaged $4.58 a bushel, 3 cents more than January, but a $1.64 less than a year ago. The all hay price was $156 a ton, a dollar more than both January and last February. Alfalfa hay brought $169 a ton, $6 more than January, and $9 more than last February. And an old Western Dairy organ- Cooperation is moving east. The Tillamook Dairy, which is headquartered in Oregon, has, has been in business since 1909 and is planning to establish its first Midwestern ice cream factory in Decatur, Illinois. Co-op leaders say that they are taking over the Prairie Farms dairy plant in Decatur to put in a facility that will allow them to better serve the eastern United States. Their investment will be about $50 million and expand the facility to create 45 new jobs. Tillamook officials say their ice cream sales grew nearly 60% last year. That plan is expected to be in production sometime in 2024. Yeah, coming a long way east from Mountain Oregon, Tillamook Dairy. That's been around uh, a long time, 1909. All right, it's quarter to six at Wax. We've got uh, temperatures uh, in the 30s, warmer down south. Uh, Get maybe into the low 40s today. Cloudy but windy out there today, too, so uh, put your cap on lock. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. About 13 minutes now before 6 o'clock. And again, kind of a cloudy, windy day today. Calendar, not much going on until we get after Easter. Uh, I know uh, next weekend we've got the Midwest Horse Fair. Talk to some folks down there. And uh, we'll get an update on what's all going to happen down there. Some fun things going on. I like to get on and watch the, the blacksmiths. You ever watch the blacksmith? Not a... 
not just a farrier, but a blacksmith actually take that steel and turn it into a horseshoe and cut it and form it and shape it and put it on a horse. It's a lot of work. I actually, I have not. It's uh, it's something else to watch those guys. Man, they got to get their fire going and their coals and a lot of things to see down there. So, and uh, a lot of folks spending a lot of money too. <laughs> horse people evidently got a lot of money. Well, let's uh, let's get into our markets, Joe. Where do we want to go first? Let's head on over to Altoona Equity and hear from Jim Lindsay. Choice beef steers and heifers, dollar thirty to a dollar sixty-six. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, dollar thirty to a dollar sixty. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, dollar forty to a dollar fifty. Choice Holstein steers, dollar thirty to a dollar thirty-nine. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, a dollar twenty-nine and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from ninety-one to a dollar two, with a top of a dollar five. Sixty percent of the cows sold from seventy-four to ninety. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from seventy-three and down. 80% of the organic cows on Tuesday sold from $1.40 to $1.70. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from $1.39 and down. Cold bulls sold from 95 to $1.10. Thin, full horn, and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95-pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from $150 to $290 per head. Light and pork quality calves sold from $150 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from 200 to $400 per head. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, April 14th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ten minutes to six at Wax. Let's get over to Equity Stratford. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. You had an exciting night after the polls closed. I didn't realize the weather was that uh, active over there in central Wisconsin last night. Well, good morning to you, Bob. I haven't heard of any uh, uh, power outages or, you know, trees down and stuff like that. But, no, last night around, oh, Quarter to nine, nine, nine thirty, ten o'clock, lightning, thunder, a um, lot of rain, and the power went off a little while here, come back on. But, uh, yeah, very interesting drive home last night. And, I mean, all the, despite all the activity at the polls, I think the weather was the big thing yesterday. Then, of course, we got hail yesterday afternoon for a little while. So uh, we had an interesting day weather yeah, I guess so. Did you have a good crowd at the polls? That's the main thing. Uh, yeah, for a spring election, uh, definitely a higher turnout. We didn't. I know a lot of municipalities over here, 60% or better. We were about 57% here, so that was pretty good. Oh, that's good. Kept you busy, that's for sure. And did you have a lot of nice brownies and cookies and cakes for treats? No, we're too busy to be eating. Oh, you know? don't give me that. Gee, <laughs> oh, Lord, I'll live it. i got to roll my pant legs up. All right. Well, <laughs> no, we... What happened at the sale barn then? Tell us that story straight. Yeah, we well anyway. No, they had a nice meal yesterday, so we didn't just have any goodies though. It's just good solid food. So anyway, we'll get right to the market here. And Bob, thank you, and good morning, everyone. Uh, uh, Equity Stratford yesterday. Uh, so we'll start out with the organic sale yesterday. Uh, higher yielding certified organic cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 120 to 135. Lower yielding organic cows 120 and below. On the conventional market, cows strong market yesterday. High yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows yesterday's auction selling from 90 to. 108, topping at 111. Most of the cows yesterday's auction between 70 and 90. Thinner cows, light carcass cows, below 70. Both trades so far this week, uh, mostly from 95 up to 115. Lighter weight bulls below 90. And on the uh, 
We'll have an update on the Fed cattle uh, tomorrow morning. Most of those will be sold this morning. Uh, calf market this week so far very strong. Holstein bull calves mostly from 150 to 300, topping at 345 on Monday. Heifer calves better demand this week, 75 to 140. Heifer calves, I mean uh, beef calves, I mean um, 275 to 500. Uh, we did see a top of 520 on Monday's auction. So uh, markets are very strong, continuing maybe a little bit of weakness in the organic this week. But anyway, we got a very big, large sale today here at Strat. Uh, first of all, we started at 10 o'clock this morning with the market cattle. And like I said, market cows, fed cattle, sheep, hog, and goats. Our feeder cattle sale today, we have a large feeder sale, very good selection of feeder cattle. That will be at 1230. As part of that feeder sale today, we do have a large consignment of bred beef cows. These are going to be black Angus, red Angus. They've been running with the bull. They will be preg checked. For you Holstein folks, we do have another consignment of these very fancy Holstein started calves off of off of milk. They're going to weigh around 150 to 180. Another big group of Holsteins are going to weigh around 600. And a lot of beef cattle for the today, including a consignment of some Pinsgowers and just about anything you want today here, all sizes and weights. So again, a large feeder sale. That will start at 1230. So Bob, uh, that is all we have, and I know it's probably going to be kind of muddy in some of these places today, but uh, kind of hopefully, muddy. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get a rain total. I I got to put my rain gauge out. About every time I put my rain gauge out, the next morning I get up and it's uh, twenty degrees, and you know what happens there. So yeah, that happens. But no, there's plenty of plenty of moisture, plenty of mud right now. So uh, hopefully. 70 degrees next Tuesday, maybe we'll keep our fingers crossed. But uh, well, the, well, that'll be good because you'll have the you'll have the car out with the top down and riding around uh, Eau Claire next week. I hope so. I hope so. But we got to get through this first. Hey, you have a good one. All right, Bob. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. And thank you much, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Equity Stratford Sale Barn. And Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland bringing us uh, the market report this morning. Here as we wrap her up. Board of Trade was lower yesterday. No news to really move prices higher overnight. July corn three to four cents lower, sitting at six twenty four this morning. The oats at three thirty nine, and the wheat down twelve at six ninety one. Soybeans down seven at fourteen seventy five. Soybean meal down four ninety a ton for July, four hundred forty eight dollars and twenty cents. Country elevator prices. Northside Elevator Loyal Location corns at six seventeen with beans at fourteen fifty four. At the Arcadia location corns at six eighteen with beans at fourteen seventy nine. Wheat and grain Chippewa Falls and Connorsville location corns at six dollars with soybeans at fourteen fifty six. On the DTN screen, Golden Plump has corn today at six thirteen. Baldwin six oh six and fourteen fifty four. Corn at six oh four in Duran, beans fourteen forty nine, six oh eight for the corn in Mondovi and Elmwood with the beans in Mondovi fourteen fifty four, Elmwood fourteen fifty nine. At Fall Creek, corn five ninety eight, the beans fourteen twenty nine, Osseo corn six thirteen, the beans fourteen fifty nine. Out at Elk Mound, six oh eight on the corn today, fourteen fifty five on the beans, Sparta six oh four and fourteen fifty nine. Ellsworth has corn at five ninety three, beans fourteen twenty eight. Ethanol plants, Boyceville corn today, 626, Stanley 621, New Richmond grain facility at 616. Barrel cheese down three quarters, 179 and a quarter. The blocks up a cent and a half, 181 and a half. Butter down two and a quarter, 232 and three quarters. Class three, April down 15 at 1864. May down 20 at 1816. June down a nickel at 1836. July down two at 1879. August down four. At 1924. That's why the markets look courtesy of Synergy Co-op. Weather windy, kind of cold today.
low 40s tomorrow. I don't know if we'll get to 40, but hang in there. Warming up to the 60s Easter weekend and Tuesday. Oh, keep your fingers crossed. We could get 70. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.